Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's only one angle. Hello. Um, so, uh... What did you write? What did you text us last night, Mike? Optimism is misery or something like that. I said optimism is fucked, and then no, <laughs> hey. no I, I, it, it, <laughs> it is, and I'm sorry. That's why, like, I'm a I'm a realist, and I I went into <laughs> this weekend saying that the Bills were going to lose because I thought they were going to lose, and I thought Kansas City was the better team, and I just wrote a blog for Hockey Buzz comparing the Leafs and the Bills. And how <laughs> blood brothers in misery and heartbreak because if you compare them the two two teams they won their last championships around the same time in the mid 60s their their peak years were when the bills went to four consecutive super bowls in 90 to 93 the the late 93 and 94 uh the two consecutive conference you know they they lost heart heartbreak you know like home run throwback uh, uh, um, uh, wide right now, 13 seconds, and and the Leafs obviously with you know the great Western form screw job and game seven and four one and blowing to the, you know it's 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 like if if you're a fan of both of these teams, you're a masochist, you really are, and that I, I am glad that I took the attitude that I did all along and saying the Bills were going to lose because that saved me a lot of. Ajita yesterday because even with 13 seconds left, I knew they were gonna blow up. I knew they were gonna blow it. I absolutely knew. Okay, I have a different angle. Okay, no, that's fair. What I'm gonna talk about is the actual broadcast because I thought that was one of the best games I've ever seen and one of the worst broadcasts I've ever seen. So to start off with the broadcast, like no offense to Al Michaels, but I looked up his age at 77. He really should not be the lead guy anymore. Wait, wait, it was it was uh, Romo and and Nance. No, oh, not the night game. Sorry, the, the game before. Yeah, the Rams, oh. the Rams Bucks game. Sorry, right. Um, he's terribly boring. When you watch Romo and Nance, you get an unbelievable amount of information compared to when you watch Michaels and Collingsworth. So there's that. Um, you also had at the. Uh, end of the game for the interviews, Catherine Tappan asked Cooper Cup what it's like to play, what it'll be like to play in his home barn. Like that is a hockey only reference. And the fact that they've tried to transition her, clearly it's not working because Cooper Cup looked at her like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Al, Al, let me me tell you something about Von Miller. And even Al Michaels went barn and he kind of like was just like tried to do something to to save the moment. But then also the post game was just unbelievably bad considering all it was was Al Michaels and Chris Collingsworth again in the booth. It's like they, they looked worn out. Like it was like, this is it. You don't have like a panel. You don't have anything. They went back to those guys for post game, and I was just like, "That is going to be the Super Bowl broadcast." That's my basic point, and it was it is going to be bad. 
Plus, the FanDuel and DraftKings were having an over-under on how many times Chris Collinsworth could kiss the butt of Aaron Donald. Oh, my God, Aaron Donald, he's a Well, actually, it was worse. So oh. It was worse for Brady. Even my wife had agreed with me that this was such a pro-Brady broadcast that when Matt Stafford scored his touchdown where he ran it in and it looked like the game was out of reach, it was like Al Michaels was calling a funeral. Collinsworth at least had to say something nice about Stafford. But even later in the game, they were pointing to at least 100 different things where Brady could come back and win this game for the Rams instead of actually talking about like how Stafford and, and the Rams pass rush was really winning this game and eventually won the game. But it was just it was such a bad broadcast. No, I want to get Kevin's perspective on this because I saw a yeah. lot of people, you know, uh, across the you know media spectrum, hockey people, football people, baseball people, that's the greatest playoff game I've ever seen. Okay, from the Buffalo perspective, bull crap. It was not the greatest playoff game. You know, it was a great game. It was a, a heartbreaking loss. So don't expect the fans of the Bills to say that's the greatest playoff game ever because it's only the greatest playoff game ever if you win it. Eh, that's not true. Yeah, that's not true. Right. That's what that's what it is. Sorry. Uh, he froze. <laughs> he froze. You silence. You silenced him, Mike. Good no, job. no, no. He'll be he'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. The, uh, that Buffalo game uh um you know had so many different storylines to it, but one of them is the long suffering Buffalo fans. So I do think you gotta take that into consideration as a as an element of that game but too many people the majority of people who watch an nfl playoff game don't have a vested interest in right. it. it's you know that's a sport where the pyramid is upside down compared to the nhl by the time you get to uh, deep into the playoffs you have a lot of people who don't really care about either team for those people the majority of people who watch that game that was one of the best playoff games they've ever seen Without a doubt, without, yeah. you know, no question. It was intriguing. And for as much as you say that uh, you knew Buffalo was going to lose, that really wasn't true. I mean, for most of the people who watch that who don't have your sense of history and yeah. all that kind of stuff, they, you know, that, that was a could-go-either-way game. Yeah, and that's what made it. Have, had they flashed up the odds of the Chiefs coming back to tie that game, it would probably be like 5%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was just an incredible, incredible game, and and it came on the heels of a very good game before that, where Matthew Stafford, you know, came back against the greatest quarterback of all time, and yeah. even though Russ was was valid in his criticisms of uh, was too much uh, Tom Brady, one of the reasons it was too much Tom Brady is he is the greatest of all oh, time. He he's just a story. Yeah, he's a story. Yeah, he is always the story, and if he's out. That's a major, major story. Yeah, so, I was talking to my wife about that. You're right, Kevin. I was, we were talking about players that, you know, transcend the game, you know, and, and ones that are playing right now in, the, in, in all the sports. I think there's, I think the only one is Brady. Like, I think he's the only player that transcends the, the game that's playing in any of the major four sports right now. I, you know? Yeah, and, you know, it is interesting because – LeBron James it, would be another, I think. But that's, that's yeah, but Brady's level is different too, even by the choice of the – the women he's been with, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, they have their own notoriety, which yeah. Kind of yeah, no, notoriety and um, you know, some of the things that he's done. He's a mega star. Yeah. Well, yeah. In addition to what he's done on the field, he threw the Lombardi trophy across the, you know, across yeah. the, 
uh, the water and everything else. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get that Buffalo fans, I, I have an affinity for them. I feel like uh, they've long suffered and all that, but that doesn't really enter into whether or not that was one of the greatest games because it simply was, uh, you know, too many people who watched that were on the edge of their seats and didn't have the same feeling. I was standing up watching. Like I couldn't. Yeah, no, my, you know, my wife always looks forward to the playoffs and, uh, you know, she, I was actually driving, um, trying to get to Chicago and, uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, she was sending me uh, texts about uh, what was going on in the early game uh, before, you know, uh, the four o'clock game. And then, you know, yeah. the second game as well, it was just incredible. The, you know, that was, uh, you know, uh, I saw a Facebook post this morning where someone said, you know, I'd, I'd rather have a better stock market than great football. But the point of that was we saw great football. Now our stock market <laughs> is collapsing. Right. Uh, right. So. right. Right. Very interesting. All right. Let's get to this. Here we All go. Right. Um, Going to check my phone because that's what I do. All right. Oh, Hockey World. It is Monday, January 24th, 2022. I'm Michael Ajello, and optimism is dead. <laughs> I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology, and as a Jets fan, it was a great weekend for me. <laughs> Kevin Allen of Hockey Buzz. And I'm Eklund. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast. It comes every Monday through Friday to fill you in on the comings and goings in the hockey world. And here we go. Before we get into something that I want to talk about today, which, and I'll tell you how I even got to what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get to that in a second. There are a couple of little things that I do want to mention um, moving forward. And I think we have to start with the rumors of the Jacob Tr- Jacob Chikrin trade, yeah. which are um, are fascinating on a lot of levels. And not all true from what I've been told from some people inside the world, inside the hockey world. Um, and then I brought up even my blog was, should the NHL even let this trade happen? Like, I, I still don't think they should. I think they should not let it happen. But um, Well, they're going to let it happen. They're going to let it happen. I know. But at the same time, you know, this to me, they might as well, if, if they move a trigger and they might as well move the franchise. Like that, that was my, that was that, my, that point. Too. and that's been a long overdue too, but. I mean, this is an instance where it's obviously, I mean, it's not just been reported by one person. It's been reported by multiple people. They're, they're fielding offers. I know Kev was saying that, you know, some of the stuff that, that's been out there may not even be sufficient to, you know, for a player of Chikrin's age and status yeah. and contract situation with him, you know, under $5 million for three more years. But it appears Bill Armstrong is just a, in, in, uh, uh, asset collection mode. Not making yeah. many friends in this one, I'll tell you. I talked to two different people who were involved, two different teams are involved in this one, and um, they feel like his asking price is, I mean, we've heard about the concept of, okay, a first round draft pick, and then two players who were drafted in the first round, essentially. Right. Um, and that's well, not first all. First round quality, they didn't have to be drafted in the first round. It's first round quality. First round comparable. quality, yeah, right. First, first okay, round comparable. comparable. Right, okay. Right. That's which not all. Which is the Eichel package, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's not all together. I mean, he, it, you're, first round quality is, you know, some of the players he's asking for, I've been told, are kind of crazy. Like, you know, and this this has gotten to the point where, you know, like, for example, um, you know, like, you know, I just, it was reported out there that Florida is one of the teams involved, right? Yeah. That they were, that they're, that they're involved. And, and um, the, Ranger, the Rangers, the Rangers I mean, are involved. And it was either Friedman or Jeff Merrick that mentioned on Saturday night that uh, the Rangers were involved in craft stuff was one of the players. Yeah, he'd be one of them. Um, the Kings are involved, I was told. And that would um, probably that would probably be Alex Turcotte or yeah. 
maybe Byfield, but I, I don't know. Byfield is a second. second. Uh, well, I think that's the problem. I think teams are offering players like Turcotte and right. the the Coyotes are saying, yeah, we want Byfield. Or they offer a good player and they tell the Panthers, you know, we want the goalie. We want Knight. Right. You know? We want Knight or we want Lundell. Lundell. Yeah. Well, but that's no. not that's not unreasonable. I don't it's think not, it depends. Yeah, I guess it depends on what side you're looking at, you know, and how good Chikrin. I, I agree with you that Chikrin is good is, is good enough to, you know, say perhaps get like you know Lund. But you know, even if you took like says like Lundell straight up, or well, it's not gonna be straight up. No, but no. let's just say that for a second. Yeah. Right. Would both teams do that? No, um, no. Neither team. Team. Think, no. That's one of those cases where neither team might do. Neither that. team would do that, right? Yeah. I don't think neither team would do night straight up for him. But that you know, but those kind of things go on off, uh, go on right. all the time. So that's why I don't think it's really unreasonable for what he's off. And I've actually been mean it'll end up there, right? No, I'm just saying. But th this is where it started. So it just and and you know, and he's been very, uh, from what I've been told, you know, it, it, they they're very much you know they're they're trying to make this a public negotiation. They, they and that that happens sometimes too, you know. So when you get in that oh, situation, it's in the that, that's another thing that that scares certain teams. You know, like it, a team I talked I talked to a team in the Western Conference. And they it's, were like, "Yeah, we don't want the. They're not going to make. A, we're not going to do a public negotiation." For it's in their benefit to do that because then they can then they can they can raise the price. I mean, you know, and I'm I'm just use Florida as an example. They're not going to want just Lundell. They're going to want Lundell, a number one, and like Denisenko or something like that. They're going to want right. the package yeah. that pays them off, Ak. And if they don't get that, they'll say, "Okay, we'll move on to the next one." They'll right. find somebody to pay that. Well, so they'll get somebody on close to what they're asking. Like yeah. they're not going to get Byfield, but no. you know, and they're not going to get Spencer Knight. But they'll get they'll get close because they'll find a team that is like four yeah, really I mean, prospects deep, then they can get a couple of them. I you know I think Boston is that team. Uh, you it know, yeah, yeah, because um, they can give up DeBrusque, who is a first round player. Uh, they can give up that first round pick. I don't think that first round pick is an issue. Because all those players, all those right. teams that are in, their first round pick is you know down where it used to be a second round pick. Agreed. Um, so so now Boston gives up uh, a first to second DeBrusque. So now all they're they're haggling over is who that fourth player is. Yeah, and for and for let's say Boston, it would it could be a. It could be a Stadnika. It could be Vakaninen. Vakaninen. He's playing a lot lately. He's over his concussions. He's a really good prospect. It could be him. Could be Swayman. Could you know. be Swayman. Swayman. They might, might be asking for Swayman. So, um, you know. And another possibility yeah. is, like somebody in the chat was saying, uh, a rather uh, interesting player for a number of teams is Lawson Kraus. Arizona could throw in Kraus in the deal yeah. to, get, to get the extra assets. So it could yeah. be more or, than yeah. Yeah. They're asking for a lot for Kraus, though, too. I yeah. Yeah. Here's the problem Arizona is going to run up against, or whatever franchise name they're going to have in the future. Next year, whoever they draft isn't going to play in the league unless they're drafting one first overall, then they'll force the player in no matter what. Maybe they'll get a player from the minors, maybe two, and then they're going to have to sign pretty much three quarters of that team as free agents. And that is going to be a chore just in and of itself. Well, 
The, you say that, Russ, but the thing is, there are going to be so few teams with money next year that teams that have over a dozen unrestricted free agents like Arizona and Buffalo will be able to sign those guys because they have almost no other place to go. Yeah, yeah be some of those, but I mean, they're going to have like 14 probably. Unrestricted. Yeah, yeah. But you're still going to have to sign the right guys, you know. <clears throat> it's still going to come down to the right guys, you know, like and that's sure. what it comes down to. Like, you know, looking at, you know, looking at the way you know, expansion teams are, you know, you have a lot of players to pick from. You still got to pick the right players. Yeah. Um, I mean, Arizona is going to basically be a piecemeal roster the next two or three years as they draft all these players, you know, if they draft Shane Wright or whoever else is in the top of the draft, you know, maybe they let that player play a year in junior or over in Europe, whoever it is, but you know, by the following season, they'll be over here and they're going to have to piece together a roster around that guy. It's basically Arizona is like an expansion team right now. They're worse off than Seattle is in my estimation. Yeah. Yeah. Let's look at this from Arizona's perspective though. If you believe Chipren is a, a top pairing defenseman, mm-hmm. and he's 23 and he's making 4.6 million, I mean, don't you think that's worth a Spencer Knight or a, a Lundell or uh, any of those? I I, I think I it's worth, I think it's worth a Lundell, yeah, uh, Kevin, because um, I mean Lundell is just in year one of his entry level. They they have. You know they have uh, a Barkov signed long term, and now they you know they have forward depth. Um, so you know if 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 uh, Barkov was in the last year of his deal and they weren't sure of re-signing him, Lundell down the line could be the eventual replacement for him. But since right. they have Barkov signed, I think they're safer in trading Lundell. I think it depends. You know what? Well, you, you like you brought up the perfect point, Kevin. Like if you think Chikrin is that right, like. Um, and it, it, you can also say if you think Lundell is something too, because the, the reality is on how teams see these guys, right? Like, you know, like Florida might see Lundell like like a future team Mussolini, you know, like, and uh, that, without that, we, we would all say that's probably unrealistic. But if they do, and if they're building their whole future around him, um, right. Then, then they think that the request is unreasonable. Then so. they would think the request is unreasonable. And Spencer Knight, you know, he's having a little bit of a rough season this year for sure. But you know, are they I mean, building a future around him? The only thing about Chikrin is though, you're getting three and a half years of him, but his yep. durability is still an issue too. Yeah, and, but then and that's why for like Spencer Knight, I wouldn't make the deal. Lundell, I probably would because I think it could bring me a Stanley Cup, and I'm still gonna lose on that in the long, long run. Yeah. But in the short term, the next three, three and a half years, I probably can win the cup. So I, I make that deal with the other pieces, but not with Knight. And there's a window with the Panthers right now because, yeah. you know, their core group, they're all 25, 26 years old, uh, you know, all, all around the same you know, 2014, 2015 draft. You know, they're all the same age. And, and from 26 to, say, 30, that's your that's – your, those are your peak years. You've got to strike while the iron is hot. And if you get Chikrin, you have three years at $4.6 million of one of the better defensemen in the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Panthers are an interesting team on a lot of levels because they, although their record is really good, if you look down at what they're doing right now, they're, they're, there's a little bit of mirrors going on with that team as far as they actually are. I, th- I saw this crazy stat about the amount of games that, that they won on the road in regulation or that kind of thing. It, it's really, really low. Like they have, they are an absolute, they're an absolute overtime machine, first of all. They are, they're really doing, and they're, they're getting a lot of points that way. Um, and that is, of course, you know, one of those situations. They they aren't per they aren't they're not 
perfect, you know, and they got they they have some issues for sure, and they need they need better goaltending out of Spencer Knight to go to beat Tampa. They're they're I don't think they're there. Like when I watch them right uh, now, it's, it's well, Bob is the guy this year. Yeah, but I, I mean even 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 better than Bob. I think they need something. I mean, really to beat. I don't I don't see them as at at Tampa's level at this point. Oh, I think they're there. I mean, they're scoring more points than Tampa. What are you talking? Yeah, about? but they're they're just but but there's a difference in Tampa. Like, like what we saw this week with Tampa, like when they have like four defense. There's not a difference. And, you know what? Tampa right now, their bottom six, when you get to the playoffs, is no longer fear. It's decent. It's no longer what it was. So oh, yeah. The no, there's, it's not fear. I do agree with you there. But Florida I'm not, can roll four lines. Florida has better scoring potential than Tampa does. That doesn't mean they won't lose the goaltending battle. Oh, yeah. No, they have more. They have more well, depth. I, I, up, up front, they have more depth. Agreed. Well, for, first of all, Florida definitely benefits from playing in empty buildings. They're 21 and three at home, and their building is usually empty, even though there's they have 100%. Uh, yeah, no, they are like, like third lowest in attendance. Or like that. But, but, but this is the, this is the thing. I mean, uh, you know, right now, like, obviously, I'm going to say Tampa. Uh, since they're two-time Stanley Cup champions and they have all that pedigree, that I, I would I would favor them over Florida. But if if Florida picks up Chikrin, they're just as much of a juggernaut as as Tampa Bay. And I'm and looking at it from the Toronto perspective, it's like okay, if you don't win the division, and you know, and Florida plays Tampa in the first round, you got to go through both of them to get to the conference final. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, folks. Yeah, I mean, no, Florida has more goals than Colorado. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, yeah, the, the, yeah, but they it's have not mirrors for that. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I'm not, I'm not. I just think that they are, they're getting a lot more points than you would, than you would expect from like overtime victories and shootout okay, victories. But I mean, they were gonna. Yeah, there's only two teams averaging four goals per game in Florida. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, their offensively is ridiculous, and and you know we're gonna get to talent levels too. And then the other thing I want to talk about before we get into the into my into what I think is kind of a fun little exercise is is the epic ter- terribleness of the Philadelphia Flyers right now which has to be discussed because now they've lost 11 in a row um last two losses against Columbus and Buffalo they, they've they've now lost 11 they've lost 10 in a row twice basically this season in only 40 games um which which is like is which is an astonishing level I mean I've been around you know Obviously, this team I've followed since I was since I could remember hockey, you know, and I've never seen a point like this. Like this is this is definitely. Yeah, I, I can tell you one major problem because yeah. I've been doing some digging. So apparently, there's some sort of team agreement that they would have a certain amount of optional skates, right? So like the last optional yeah. skate they had before their last loss, they had five people show up. This morning before the Stars game, they've got like twelve, and like Lawton is the biggest name that showed up. My feeling is. Not only should there not be any optional skates, but they should be practicing harder than they've ever practiced all season because they're about to, you know, tie a team low record of twelve consecutive losses. Yeah, Ellis has been in town for two days, so they've been in town since Saturday night. So they're yeah. going to be fine. There's not going to be any rust on them. And you're now telling me, with all of your guys, main guys, not practicing today, that that is going to be a positive for tonight? It's horrible. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm really surprised that there hasn't been a coaching change. I'm honestly shocked. Well, they, they're not going to do it. They, they're not going to spend I money. Mean, we talked about that. We've talked about it enough. I don't want to go down that road. Oh, I know. I know. But I'm just saying that you know that there's a, that this is tonight. You know, Yandel Keith Yandel will tie the record tonight. Yeah. For 
consecutive games played, and it it feels very forced. Like it feels very much. Like, if you took a poll of Flyers fans, who's yeah. happy about this? Ninety-eight percent would say they're not happy. Mrs. Yandel and and his three kids are the are the happy. I mean, it's a hell of an accomplishment. I don't want to take. I'm, away. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm hey. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. But, what but he shouldn't really be in the lineup right now. No. And that's, he that, and, and, that, and, and, and what do you do in that situation, Kevin? Like, what do you do? I think you keep him in the lineup because you're not winning anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. Well, now you're not. But I mean, a month ago, yeah. when he was playing horrible. Right. We right. still didn't take him out. And then, and no, then, but, it's not, but it's not Keith Yandel's fault that they right. lost. Uh, there's, there's quite a bit that's his fault, like power and play. Then, and then, and then the price, turnovers. There's, he makes a lot of well, we'll, we'll, we'll know, you know, do they take him out as soon as he, you know, goes past? or They, they terminate his contract in three games. Is what they, what they probably I mean, if, he, if they do that, Phil Kessel is going to pass him anyhow. Right. If they do that, Phil Kessel will pass him by the end of the season. That's right. the don't crazy feel, part about this record. Don't you feel that part of his free agent signing was that they would have him in the line? Like I yes, feel like I, I feel yeah, like I'm that, sure that I'm sure that was discussed. Yeah. You know, so I think that's why we're not going to see him pulled. I don't think we're going to see him pulled out, which is kind of a ridiculous thing to put into a into a into a player contract. I, I well, I'm sure it's not in the contract. I'm sure it was a handshake. Yeah, it's a handshake agreement. Yeah. I'll bet you anything that for for taking the low amount that he did. His his just like with Patrick Marlowe with San Jose. I'm going to take the league minimum, but you have to guarantee me that I'm playing every game. Yeah, I bet you it's that. I think that's what I think that's what it is. All right, so let, in, me, in, let me ask you this, Kev. So when a team's not going right, and even when there's an optional practice, shouldn't leaders of a team still show up, even if they're not skating? Shouldn't they? Ab- be doing ab- absolutely. And the leaders yeah. of the team should ask the other guys to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, because if you got a good leader, guys will will show up for you. You know, because they you know they got your back and yeah. Um. So yeah, for sure. And and one and one one more thing before we start your list, Doc. Um, on Saturday night, the Leafs go in into UBS and beat the Islanders three to one. Yep. Um, I, I've never seen a more sort of heartless team. Uh, meaning it was. It was 1-1 late in the first. The Leafs scored a goal with like less than a second left to go in the period. And really, there was not a lot of fight from the Islanders in the second and third period. Morazic played well, and there were a couple hits thrown, and everybody got excited when uh, John Tavares got thrown out of the faceoff circle. So, you know, enjoy, enjoy that, Islanders fans. But in the end, they're just not playing well. Most of their players are back. Pulak's back. They, you know, they beat up on a bad Coyotes team for nothing the, the night before, and they had no life in the second and third period. I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, see any conceivable way they're getting back in the race. None. I, I disagree. Still, and I, I, I honestly, honestly do, and I, I feel like you know, yes, we did see. Yeah, they were bad in that game. Yeah, there's no question I, about I it. I do have were... a small report too to add before we go down this road. So. Yeah. Yesterday, you know, the Phantoms played and a couple of the Phantoms that are on the taxi squad played. And now today, as a result, Nick Sealer is going to play left wing. He can't even play defense. And Mike Yo is like, well, he played a little in college. So now they're going to put him at left wing. Instead of using anybody from the Phantoms, they're going to use a defenseman who is barely an NHL skater in left wing. I just felt it would be important to point out. And that's it. Anyway. Yeah, when you're about to had a franchise record for losses in a row yeah that's that's pretty i mean anyway the islanders back on the islanders though i mean you're saying they're not playing well mike they're seven two and one in their last 10 games 
you know. And, that, and that, thank you, thank you for make, making my point. They're seven two and one in their last ten games, and they haven't gained on anybody. They're 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 they're, they're uh, sixteen points behind Boston, and they only have four games in hand on Boston, and they're still twenty one points behind Washington. They would have to play eight hundred hockey the rest of the year to catch up, and they're not capable of that. It's not happening. Prayer. They're not capable of that. I mean, they. if nothing else, even if they make the right moves, all the right moves at the deadline, even at that point, even if they won like 15 in a row, they wouldn't make it. Yeah, I'll use the Kenny Holland uh, theory where you look at uh, the season in 10-game segments and, you know, most of the, the top teams will at least win six, a couple will win seven, and you've got to win eight to get gain two points. So if right. they do that, you know, you're you know, you're gonna get eight points and they need twenty one. You know, yeah, if, so. if they play eight hundred hockey the rest of the year, I will tip my hat to them. But they're if not eight hundred will will you know may not do it. No. It, well it requires it requires them to play well and somebody to fall apart, right? And that's and at the end of the day that that the end of the day you have to ask yourself well the one team it's and, be yeah no it's, and there's the third element to that too act is is that no one else can play well either because there are teams ahead of them. Right, right. I mean the Red Wings and I saw you write a great article, Kevin, about why the Red Wings should try to make the playoffs and I agree with you. Um yeah. what are your thoughts on that by the way? I'd like to hear more about that. The, about the red about the Red Wings. Yeah, you read an article about the red, why the Red Wings should try to make the playoffs in your mind. Uh, actually, that wasn't me. I I, I wrote it was you. What, yeah, I, no, but, no. But, uh, but I'll, I'll sorry about I'll, that. I apologize. I'll, yeah, but I'll, I'll I'll defend that and saying what what's the downside? You've got young players like Zadina and Cider and Raymond. It would, <laughs> it would do them good to 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 be competitive and try to catch up. Uh, and try to try to make the playoffs when they're so young. That's a learning process. It's smart. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think there is something to be said for that, Mike. But I think in this case is um, they really can't catch the Boston Bruins, and everybody sort of knows that. Right. So if that's the case, they'd actually be better to um, you know for the the franchise to yes. um, get in the top six again where Eisenman has hit three consecutive home runs as opposed to being down at right. 10. Agreed. Um, and, and, and I will tell you, they made a good pickup today in Gamel Smith, Giovanni's brother, because he is another guy that could play bottom six in this league. It's just on Tampa, he was injured, and then they just don't have space for him. And then, and I get it, but he's a guy that can play some minutes. And Boy, he would fill guys, in. He's, he's deep. Those guys are tough to play against, Kev. I've, I've seen them play in the American Hockey League. It's not an yeah. easy shift when it's you're having, yeah. uh, both of them. Yeah, Yeah. no, I know. Uh, yeah, the, the the problem with Jamel is uh, the funny thing about those two is uh, they're, they're not going to live together. Um, they just said, you know. <laughs> Uh-oh. I love that. That's great. That is funny. They want their, they want their room. Well, I wouldn't live with my brother either. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. No, so they're not, okay. they're not going to live together. But uh, Jamel isn't actually in shape. Uh, he hasn't played yet. So he went down to Grand Rapids and he okay. he started down there. But that, that's their plan. They're getting nothing really out of their bottom six. Yeah. And they're just trying to get it uh, going. Um, yeah. but, a move. It really could be in a good under but, the radar move in a few weeks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think they've done their homework on the draft. And I've talked to a number of people as well. And, um, 
you know, it just would be better if they could get in the top six again as opposed to be around 10, which is where they would be now. Um, but all their uh, scoring is coming from their top two lines. And uh, and really, it was, was just the number one line. Their number one line was scoring 44% of their um, their goals. And uh, they moved Bertuzzi down to the second line. So now they have a little more balance. But, um, yeah, they're just – like, if it was worth it, I would agree with Mike. But I don't. I mean, it's never worth it to agree with Mike, Kevin. Yeah, but but you know, I mean, it, only you know, there, there is something to be said for a young team, you know, working together and trying to make the playoffs. You know, yeah. um, and they they are an improved team. Like they've you know oh, yeah. they win some games. The problem is is they go through periods where they're just not all that competitive with good teams. They so. remind me a lot of Ottawa last year. You know what I mean? Like where you like they they're just fun to watch, and you you can see where they're going. You know, yeah. the reason Ottawa was fun to watch is because they played they played a, about 20 games against the two teams in the NHL that they have success against, and that's Montreal and Toronto. Now that they're playing an 82-game schedule against the rest of the league, they have 27 points, and they're like second or third worst in the league. And I, I love the talent in Ottawa, but you know it's just sort of flatlined this year. They've had injuries. They've had COVID problems. Oh, yeah. You know, but – you know, I'm not saying this about Detroit in the draft, though. They've already got their top line, top pairing guys. And actually, even if they're picking at 10, could get terrific second line centers, number three or four defensemen at that point, which is still going to be really valuable for them. Yeah, it is. But they, they need two things pretty desperately in the draft, which you generally don't find, you know, at 10. And that is they need another scorer. Um, I mean, a, you know, a, a guy that you can count on to get 20 every year. Yeah. Um, they're going to they got to find one of those. And, uh, you know, they need – Bob Duff just wrote a, an interesting story. Where they, they need uh, Tanner Janot. You know, they need yeah. someone who's hard to play against yeah. uh, desperately. You know, their second line has two guys on it who are 180 pounds or less. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. They, they refer to as the Littles, which I thought <laughs> – <laughs> The littles, the littles, but but the thing about it is, awesome. Fabry, Robbie Fabry is one of those littles, and he is a feisty. Oh no, he's, oh, yeah. he's you don't want to go into the corner with Robbie Fabry. Yeah, yeah. So he's not, even though he's he's small. Yeah, you know, you know, he's got a lot of pushback. But they need they need uh, you know a big strong guy. I mean, Janot, I think should be getting a lot more attention for rookie of the year. He's sixth in the league and hits. Like wow. in addition to the fact he's got more uh, goals than any other rookie. So. And, um, and you know, you know that Eiserman's going to get a good return on Letty and Nemestikov if they trade him at the deadline, and maybe Grice too with the goaltending dearth that's out there. You would assume that you know they might be able to get a good return for him as well. I mean, that's probably another first round pick and a couple like either. Yeah. Well, what, what sets it up is the fact that he can take half of Letty's money right uh, easily. And he also yeah. can serve as the the you know the buffer of the third team um, for someone else as well. Yeah. Um, but that's you know that that's an issue for a lot of these uh, teams uh, is that uh, you know their guys that they want to trade are making a lot of money and teams can't afford them. Yeah. Like I know one general manager who said you know I really like this one player but he's over six million dollars and they don't want to don't hold any salary. Well, I yeah. can't deal with that. So. Right. Kev, let me ask you this. Um, there's a guy who I like <clears throat> a lot in the draft, Jonathan Lekaramaki. He's playing for Zure Gardens, and right now he's got 20 goals and 26 games. He's 5'11", though, but this guy is a goal scorer. And yep. 
you know, is the 5'11 going to hold them back from taking this guy if he's there? If they feel like he can get 20 a year in the NHL someday? Not from he's, – he's frozen. I guess we'll find out he's thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, Eisenman was 5'11", so I don't think he's uh, worried okay. about uh, uh, smaller guys. If you can score, um, that's what they're really looking for. They really I want think he'll be there, and that's a guy who's definitely a goal scorer. Yeah, and, but he's doing that in the U20. He's not in the sure. – uh, yeah, yeah. Well, but that's that's a big difference because, you know, their prospects – they have a lot of prospects, and as you know, in the Swedish, you know, mm-hmm. hockey league, and they that's where they gauge uh, – um, their success. And, uh, you know, I just recently asked Russ about uh, Soderbloom, yeah. um, Elmer Soderbloom. I love the name already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Elmer's having a good year there. And uh, uh, Russ kind of filled me in on what kind of player he is. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he is, he's leading his team. Liam Ogren plays there. He's another top prospect. He's leading him. Like, I just, I get that it's juniors, but everybody's got to start somewhere. Well, yeah, he'll be in the Swedish uh, Hockey League next season. So, yeah, Act, let's get to your list. Oh, yeah. So, what I wanted to do, I was, I, there's a couple, it kind of goes into this. I was trying to gauge how many top end players each team has. Like, just, and, and, you know, I was, so I was thinking, basically, we always talk about what a first round draft pick is worth, right? And, and would you trade a first round draft pick? And we always talk about, it, of course, in terms of salary cap, in terms of, you know, a, that that is that always plays into it and that is a huge factor and you can't take that away from the factor in the real nhl however if you took the salary cap away if you took the salary cap away i decided i wanted i did, I did a little experiment of how many players you would and then also i had another factor is this the first like a like the first five picks in the first round are different than picks 20 to 30. so to me i wanted to say okay i, I just i just I, I landed on the 10th overall pick all right, as my like spot because to me the tenth overall pick is a spot just beyond like sure thing status, right? Like this is these are players who are probably going to be great, but you can always make a mistake in the tenth overall pick, right around there. So I said, okay, what players on each team, and what team has the most of these players that I would trade for if salary cap wasn't an issue that I would trade the number ten pick for, just to see like what level of skill each team has in my mind, sort of. And I was so do an example. Like I, I, I listed them one through sixteen in the Eastern Conference, and I number sixteen for, for me was Buffalo. And I found three players on this team, and you might not agree with this. That's why I want to. Maybe well, these- do you consider players who are possessions of Buffalo but haven't played with Buffalo yet? No, these are players on the roster right okay. now. Okay, right. these are players who are playing this year. Yeah, Power would be one of those guys. Right? Who was? Owen oh, no. Power. No, 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 he's not playing with them yet. Right, right, right. No, no. that's what that's what right, 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 right. So this year, I looked at three guys that I would consider, and you tell me whether Thompson, Cousins, and Darlene are three guys that you would trade the 10th overall pick for. I wouldn't trade for Thompson because Thompson has had injury issues his entire career. Okay. He's having a really good year, and I like the way he's going, but I wouldn't trade the 10th overall pick for him. I would do it for Darlene. Uh, unfortunately, I think Buffalo's screwing up cousin so right now i wouldn't do it for cousins he's also by the way the other the other factor in this is you need this you're you need this player on your team like this is a filling a spot that you need obviously cousins cousins is starting to come around i I have confidence that now i i i agree with russ that i think like lukanen they have sort of force fed him into the lineup they definitely force fed him yeah but he uh, he has had some success recently he used to be a goal scorer mike it takes how many does he have three no i'll check 
I think he's got like. I'm mean, just saying, when you get a guy who's used to scoring a lot of goals, and this is what I said last year, and you put him in the NHL last year, everybody's like, "Yeah, I know," but it's a, it's better to have that NHL experience, right. okay? And then the same thing this year. If he eventually, if he's not scoring goals, he's going to get frustrated. Well, I want to move quickly through this. Yeah. There's one guy not on your list that I would trade the number okay. pick for, and who is on the roster, Jack Quinn. Jack Quinn, okay, okay, Quinn. So you would, uh, yeah, I agree. I would do that. He's, okay. he's already, in my mind, you don't know what you're going to get with that ten, and we know what Jack Quinn's going right. to. That's, that's, that's exactly the spirit of this, Kevin. That's what I'm trying to find out, like what where that risk is of like you don't know what you're going to get for that ten, but this guy, Dylan Cousins, he's a good prospect, and he's up, he's up now. So Dylan Cousins has ten goals, um, Russ. Right. So, and 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 what about Peyton Krebs too? He might be somebody that you would trade a. I'm not as sold on him yet. I haven't seen enough of him as I am on Quinn. Yeah, I would do it for Krebs. I would just say with Cousins, 10 goals is okay, but that's still, you know. I had Krebs on there briefly. Krebs was on my list briefly. I took it. It was on my list. Um, But I like Quinn. That's a good one. Um, Number 15, I have Montreal. Again, a team that I have three players on. Suzuki, Sherratt, and Price. Those are three guys I would do. Okay. Sherratt is only because he's a rental. Uh, normally, just, no. Yeah. This is we're talking about skill, just skill, Mike. No. Is he worth a top ten no. pick? No, I'd rather I'd, I'd rather have Alexander Romanoff than Ben Sherratt because Romanoff is twenty one years old. Okay, that's yeah. yeah. I, I, only, I, I agree with that. I wouldn't. Okay, Suzuki and Price for Suzuki in that list. And who wouldn't put Suzuki? I would. He's the only one I would do in that list. No, you wouldn't I, put Price in there. You wouldn't no, get if if Montreal's giving me a first to take Price. No, but we're taking we're taking salary out, Mike. We're just taking this. I, I have a need in goal tent in goal. No, I got a chance to get carry price. Today, I'm not trading a ten goal. Nuts and butts were candies and nuts, and every day would be Christmas. I know, but this is a this is a this is a thought experiment, Mike. This is like just to see no, where. No, the- I get it. And and my problem is I don't know uh, what carry price can do anymore. I haven't seen right. him in a while. That's, no, that's legit. I mean, that's like knees, knee injury is an issue. Number fourteen, I had the Devils. Um, I have Hershier, Hughes, Hamilton, and Blackwood. Hamilton and Hughes for me. Hamilton and Hughes? Yeah. You wouldn't trade the 10th overall pick for Nico Heeshear? No. I wouldn't. You wouldn't either, Kevin. Interesting. No. <laughs> this is what I like about this experiment. Because this, this gives you give an idea of how what people really think about. Let's go to Ottawa. Four players. Oh, but what about Mackenzie Blackwood? No. See, I'm a Mackenzie no. Blackwood guy. Like, uh, he's one of my goalies. Like, I, Sorokin, McClack, Blackwood are two of my guys that I think are two stars coming. So, but you you say no, Kev. You say no. You say, I, I just wouldn't because he hasn't shown me enough yet. Yeah. So okay. Ottawa. Okay, Ottawa. Kachuk, Stutzel, Shabbat, and Norris. Uh, I think you throw in Batherson there, and maybe come. Wait, we're just going with his list. Just go with his. No, list. No, 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 no. Go with my list, and then and then add players too. No, I want you. To, I want you to add players. That's what I want no. to do. Bat- Batherson is, I th- is somebody I would consider, and and Connor Brown, depending on where you are in terms of com- you know, if you're competing for a Stanley Cup, I would love Connor Brown on my second line if I was a, con- mm-hmm. a, a, a contender. Yeah, I don't know if I'd give up a ten for him though. Um, the tenth pick. He's still in his mid twenties, and he's been consistent. Last, and when he finally got an opportunity with Ottawa, he's been a consistent. Mm-hmm. Performer. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd have to think about that for. I would do Stutzler, Shabbat. Yeah. And um, Kachuk. Kachuk for sure. Not, not, Kachuk. Yeah. not, not yeah. Norris. Without even without a second's hesitation on those three. Right. Yeah. I like Josh Norris, but I, I don't know. I don't. I, like w- I wouldn't do Josh Norris. There you go. Okay, number twelve. I have Columbus. Four players. Um, Line A, 
Jenner, Wierenski, and Merzilkin. I wouldn't give a 10th overall pick for Patrick Laine. Who was the star player? Um, Mer- um, Elvis. No, no, you said Boone, something. Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner, Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner in there, too. So, um, Jen- Laine's got three goals. He's making yeah. seven million bucks, and he's got three goals. No. He's, he's one of those. He's, he's an enigma, you know? Yeah. He's is, got he, is, he, is he reaching pa- – is he, is he passing Enigma and entering Alexander Dagg territory? No. <laughs> Lorensky is the only one for me. Yep, I, I agree. I would not trade the number 10 overall pick for line A right now. Uh, I, yeah, I guess right now I wouldn't, but I'd, I'd probably want to think about that. I'd probably make a few calls. <laughs> there you go. There you know, I'd want to talk to people and say what's going on and – uh, because Liney is an incredible talent, but I, you know, I know what I know what you guys are saying. I mean, he's just not been the same player. I watched him the other night. I mean, he scored a power play goal, but he, you know, he has been hurt. He still only has like six goals. Maybe he ends this season with twenty if he gets hot. But yeah, I yeah, I I guess I'd I'd say no. But boy, I'd sure be intrigued to. Oh, you'd be. I'd be. Yeah, I think we'd have a cabinet meeting with the yes. <laughs> all the people to discuss that because he is. Incredibly talented, but he hasn't done it in a couple of years now. Yeah, done it in a couple of years. No, no. Um, all right, number eleven is where I put Detroit, with also four players: um, Larkin, Raymond, Bertuzzi, and Cider. Not Bertuzzi. Not Bertuzzi. Not Bertuzzi. I would. I would do it for Larkin, Raymond, and Cider. Yep. I, and, and not to say Bertuzzi's not having a really good year. No, I I do it for all four. Okay. All four. Yeah, I mean, look, Bertuzzi is a. Uh, a heart and soul player. Yeah. Um, you know, he gets teams fired up. Um, you know, he uh, is gritty. He's, he's uh, not fearful. I don't know what his longevity is. Otherwise, I like him. I, I mean, those are things you got to think about. But he yeah. scores a lot of goals and uh, yeah. he's very consistent. I mean, he's just been phenomenal. And like I just said, they moved him down to the second line. He's still going. You know, yeah. no matter who he plays with, he produces. Yeah, there you go. All right, number 10, Boston. Uh, four players as well. Marshan, Bergeron, Pasternak, and McAvoy. They were the four. Not out. Bergeron anymore. Nope. I mean, he's still great, but he's, you know, if you're, uh, it's a rental situation. Okay, fine. But yeah. He's 36 years old and he's probably retiring at the end of the year. No. Yeah, Pasternak and, and McAvoy are mine. And Marshan, I would go with Marshan. I wouldn't do Marshan because I think the wheels are going to come off one year on him too. So, Okay. I I trade the ten pick for Marshan. Um, yeah. What and Berger, what, Bergeron was another. Or? Yeah, Bergeron. Um, maybe 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 too old. Maybe too old. Yeah, I'd have to think about that too. He's still an incredibly strong yeah. player, and I don't believe he's retiring. Um, this season. Yeah, I hope for their sake, for the for the rest of the league, I'm hoping he does. But for their no, sake, no. But if he retires and you traded the tenth pick, Kev, you're going to be pissed off. Yeah, I yeah, am. That's what I'm saying. I don't. You know. have to find out. You have to find out. If he's not retiring, yeah. let's assume. Let's assume yeah, he comes back and tells you, "I'm going to play three more years." Yeah, if he's three playing, years, I wouldn't do it. So, yeah. Um, all right, number nine. I had the Penguins. Uh, Crosby, Gensel, Malkin, and Latang. Would you make that trade? Just Crosby. Just Crosby, not Gensel. Nope. I think you'd have to for Gensel. I'm not doing that. I don't know. I I don't know what his longevity will be either. He is a terrific player. But when he when Crosby's not around, will Gensel still be the guy like that? I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm definitely not trading one for trading it for Aaron uh, for Evan Rodriguez. Um, I, 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 I think I'd go. I think I'd go Crosby and Latang. The defensemen like Latang are tough to find. You wouldn't trade the tenth overall for Malkin? Nope. Nope. Kevin. Yeah, I'm. I'm going Crosby, Latang, and uh, I'm going to think about Gensel, but probably won't do it. Okay. All right. Interesting. Number eight, Carolina. Aho, Teravainen, Svechnikov, Pesci, and Slavin. Hmm. Five players. Everybody but Pesci. Everybody but Pesci. Okay. Yeah, Pesci's not big offensively. Um, so, yeah. You know what? I mean, this is a, sort of a little bit of an outlet. I, I like Neckish a lot as a prospect. Yeah, I thought about him. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, yep. I would be, I would be willing to roll the dice and draft and trade the number ten overall pick for for because he's he's yeah. twenty two years old twenty four yeah, yeah. twenty three yeah he hasn't developed those quickly as I thought he would I because yeah. I, I really liked him too Mike um, but this year like his numbers right. I just expected more from this season yeah All right number seven the Capitals oh, hold on I didn't do mine oh I yeah would, sorry Russ sorry Russ I, I would do Aho yeah I would do uh, Slavin. And Jarvis and Jarvis and Svech. Jarvis, okay. Jarvis. I thought about Jarvis too. You wouldn't do Teravine, huh? No. Okay. Oh, uh, he he. I wouldn't even hesitate on Teravine. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think either. there's going to be an end point for him as much as I like him. Yeah, but he's. You know, you're not. You're not sure you're going to get anyone as good as Teravine, and that's, that's the thing. That's that. That's, that's the game. Spot, right? I'll hold the dice on that one. How terrible How old is Teravine? 27, I believe. I'll check. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing it. He's right in his career. He's right in his high. I mean, this year's draft, I think I can get somebody equal or better. 27. Right. I, I guess correct. To let you know. Six players in the Capitals Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Wilson, Carlson, Samsonov. Yeah. That's, I don't know about Samsonov, but the rest I'm fine with. Ovechkin and Backstrom. That's it. What about Oshi? What about Mantha? Nope. nope. I, I thought about them, but Oshie would be tempting to me if I was Carlson. I think there's going to be an end point soon, and I love I love John Carlson. No, you wouldn't for Wilson. No. Yeah, I I I'd probably do all those guys. I could get another Wilson yeah. in the draft. I could find no, Wilson. no, you can't. I mean, he may not score as much, but I could find a Tom Wilson in the draft. I can. You will get people who say they're getting another Tom Wilson in the draft. That's yeah. for sure. No, I mean that's what I'm saying. He won't get the amount of. But goals. no one is Tom Wilson. Everybody says he's the next Tom Wilson. Everybody's been trying to find Tom Wilson know, for three or four years, and no one's found. And now there are players that are modeling their game after him. There weren't before Tom Wilson. That's the whole yeah, thing. So. You still got to have that that combination. That combination of of some part and part of that is just is just God given size. You know, it's just it's a combination thing that's crazy. All right, I'm number six. All those guys. I'm just not sure about Sam Sonoff. I, I don't Sonoff think. Sonoff is a tough one. I yeah, I don't think I will. I'm, I'm bailing out on that one, but I like him, but I'm not doing a 10. No. Okay, number six is where I have the Toronto Maple Leafs. Six players. Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, Morgan, and Campbell. You mean Riley. Uh, Riley, Morgan. Uh, Morgan, Riley. Morgan, Riley, right. I put Morgan, right. Um, <laughs> Morgan, Riley, right. Uh, to me, Matthews, Marner, Tavares are definites. Nylander is having a good year, but I'd still – uh, no Campbell. He's it's a year. I, I love I love him. He's a good kid. It's been a year and a half. I mean, I don't know if he's a number one yet. So I wouldn't trade the. T I wouldn't. Uh, I would. Mm -hmm. I would take the tenth overall pick for him. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, Riley. Riley. No, Riley. Five, I'm five. You're Campbell, five. Okay. 
Who, yeah. who was the fourth guy? Uh, Nylander. So it's oh, yeah. I, I don't hesitate. I do not hesitate a second for Nylander. Neither do I. <laughs> right, right. Neither no. do I. So those, second, how about like. Campbell, Kevin? Um, I think Mike raises a good point, but I again, I'd have to think about that uh, because you know the the only reason I would say that because Mike's right, it's only a year and a half, but he had a pedigree yes. that he didn't live up to. It's true, and um, you know maybe that pedigree was always there, but he did, it's just taken him longer to find it. And he's he's older. What is he thirty now? Twenty nine. Thirty just turned thirty. Thirty, yeah. We do have yeah, some breaking news we'll get five. to in a second. I'm going with the five. I have no hesitation with you. We'll get to the breaking news. Um, the Canucks have hired um their general ma- their general manager. No, um, it and it is um no, it's uh no, it's an assistant. It's not their, oh, their assistant. Oh, is that they they hired their assistant? Okay. It's an assistant. I, and I don't know who uh, Emily Constant guy. Yeah, she's um yeah. yeah, the first female assistant GM in the NHL, right? But but Kevin's right about something. I mm-hmm. I watched um the press conference the other day and there is no rush for for them to get a gm there will not be a rutherford is not yeah. rushing at all no. he's talking about names and he is very open about we're going to take a long time on this yeah, yeah. And what he has what he's what is in parentheses that he doesn't continue is because i want to do all the big moves here i was, I was gonna say yeah, Kevin, he's, He's going to hire his general manager on March 22nd. The day <laughs> Kevin nailed that in advance because that press conference. Yeah, that's 100% exactly right. That. All right, number five, the New York Islanders, six players. Um, Lee, Barzell, Pelek, Dobson, Varlamov, and Sorokin. No way, no way uh, Anders Lee with his history of injuries and no way Varlamov. I'd say the other four are fine. Okay. Uh, well, for sure, Sorokin, Pollock, um, Dobson, and Barzil. And oh, yeah, Barzil for sure. Yeah, those are mine too. Those are yours too. Okay. Number four, this will be controversial Philadelphia. So I got seven players. So check this out. Oh, my God. I know. And uh, people are going to go crazy, but no. check these players out for a second. I know right now. I don't even know what seven. Right, okay, let's tick them off one by one and just go around the horn quick. Yeah, go ahead. Zero. Yes. No. Well, you're talking about getting a uh, getting Claude Giroux right now. He's a very good player. Claude Giroux is still, still putting up points. No, for the possible tenth row. And he's yeah, and he's not, and he's unsigned. We have All right, there you go. No, yeah, well, this yeah, it's true. Um, connect me. No, no. Okay, Provorov. Yes. Yes. I'll still do Provorov. Cam York. No. Yes. 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 Um, Carter Hart. Yes. Sean Couturier. Oh, oh we all. Carter Hart okay. is a no for me. Carter Hart's a no for you. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go yes because, you know, pedigree. Yeah. So, yeah. Sean Couturier. Yes. 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 Uh, Joel Farabee. Yes. No. no. So, Kevin, yeah. you went with six of my seven. Yeah. I like, well, I like those guys. So, all oh, I love on. Farabee, but now he is starting to get injured a little bit more than. I anticipated, so I'm backing off. Yeah, but you know, he's not the biggest guy. I'm I'm shocked shocked act that you put Ben Sherratt on the list, but you don't put Ristolainen, who will get a first round pick in a trade if they trade him. I wouldn't trade tenth overall for Ristolainen, no. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. I actually think Sherratt was going. Sherratt would get will get would get more than Ristolainen. I think. I'm not sure about that either, but I wouldn't take. Ristolainen. Yeah, I think they'll get the same. They would get a first round pick, but it would be yeah. more. All right. Well, that's so that's a lot of players for the Flyers. Anyway, we're all kind of in agreement with that. 
Well, I mean, that goes. Oh, no, with, I didn't go. I only went in on three. But the I, uh, the uh, you know we had the discussion. I, I maybe you were here, Eck, when we talked about you know this isn't the time for the Flyers to rebuild. No. No. So I mean, this what we just this exercise we just did supports that. It does support it. I agree with you. Um, number three, I have the Rangers. Okay. Eight players. Um, Kreider, Zabinajad. Oh, let's, let's let's do it quickly again. I, I like that. Okay, Kreider, Zabinajad, Panarin. Lef- oh, you just one player at a time? Okay. All right, one at a time. Kreider. Yes. Okay. Zabinajad. Yes. Yes. Uh, Panarin. Yes. Yes. Lafreniere. Yes. yes. Fox. Of course. Yes. Shesterkin. Oh, yes. Yes. Truba. No. Yes. I would do yes. Kako. No. No. Nope. All right, so we're, yeah, we're Truba's the most borderline. Fun. Truba's bore. I mean, I mean, yeah. he's not, yeah. in the last two years, and especially this year, he's found his mojo. I would say, and you know, I think we all understand now that he's kind of a shutdown guy. And uh, you know, we yeah, first came. He's got seven or eight goals this year again. Yeah, he has, but I mean, I think he's his more of a shutdown physical guy. It's true. Yeah, he's his his biggest benefit is his shutdown ability, yes. but he has a tremendous shot. Like, he does. yeah, he does. Shutdown. Number two, Tampa. Okay. Um, nine players. Okay. Ready? Time. Yep. Sorelli. Yes. Point. Oh, just one at a time. Oh, I'm sorry, Sorelli. Everyone. Yes. Yes. Okay. Point. Yes. Kucherov. Yes. Kucherov. Kucherov. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Stamkos. Yes. No. Yeah. No, Russ. Right. No. Headman. I'll think oh. about it. Yes. <laughs> You'll think about it with Headman. Yeah. <laughs> Foot. No. 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 Okay. McDonough? Yes. Yes. No, yes, for sure. Sergachev? Yes. No. And Sergachev, too. Yeah. Uh, Sergachev, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Russian names. Vasilevsky. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So um, you guys are not, you know, don't think foot, right? You're taking well, no, I'm not doing it for I foot. Think I think he's a good young defenseman. But no. I just looked him up recently, and he, they're not playing him a whole lot. They're not. He's bottom, he's bottom pairing. Yeah. Although he just got suspended too, so to be fair. Yeah, but he, you know, I was looking up. I was thinking, you know, they had that one game where they only had four defensemen, and, you know, he still yeah, – I do want to defend my pick to the to the chat room for Anthony, who is a Caps fan. If I have to choose who do I want for my team, let's say I'm going into the playoffs, mm-hmm. Jacob Truba or Tom Wilson, I will take Jacob Truba. Because I need a guy who could shut down the other team's best guy more than Tom Wilson. And Trooper's got eight goals. How many does Wilson have? Interesting. Interesting. All right. Okay, last Finally, time. finally number one, the Florida Panthers. 11 players. Um, I, I, I might, I'm probably wrong here, but tell me what you think of. I'm going to start with Barkov. Yes. Reinhardt. Yes. Yes. Huberdeau. Yes. Yes. Bennett. No. No. Yes. Yes. Declare. No. 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 Okay. So one of the top, like, what, 10 scores right now? I know. Uh, Lundell? Yes. 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 Okay. Weger? Yes. yes. No. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> underestimated players in the league. He is, yes. but I don't know if he's going to do that for another three years. Right. Yeah. Verhage. No. No. Nope. Oh, I think that's that's an underestimated player. 
He's yeah. playing well, but he's, I'm not yeah, sure. He's, 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 well. he's a hugely important first player. But to answer Bill C, uh, Chris Kreider is leading the league in scoring. Marshawn yes. and Bergeron are not, and they're much older. So, yeah, Bill C. <laughs> um, Ekblad? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Knight? Yes. Yes. Bobrovsky? No. 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 Now, no contract. No. Just Bobrovsky. No. No. Okay. This is I think because he's one of the best goalies in the league. I have right two more great years, and I mean, this, I don't. I worry about him. Is he one of the best goalies in the league right now? I I wouldn't no, say. I don't nine, so. nine twenty-five save percentage. This is his best year in four years. Yeah, for sure. He's having a really good year. I mean, he's, he's yeah, oh, for, oh, for sure. But you know, he got the most wins of any goalie. I think the the guys who are, I think are having a better year are Jari for sure, mm -hmm. um, Chesterkin. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's um, a lot of players. Um, you guys agree with most? Not, not, I mean, you didn't agree with Ver you do Clary did no. No. I think. If, I think. Well, yeah, well, I had not. I had nine. I had nine. You had nine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think no Verhage and no. Uh, yeah, I think Duclair's history would preclude you. Yes. It's either, but it's one of those things. Is it his history, or has he just found it? You know what I mean? Like it, it feels like to me, he's just found it. Like he found a home. He found his, his skill oh. level was never in doubt. Like he was crazy. No, but I mean, in three years, he may be on, you know, out of it again. So maybe less yeah. than that's right. He he hasn't found a home long enough for us to know whether this right. is a permanent residence. Right. No. Right. And he's, right. Still, and he's still young enough that he could that he could continue this. Um, but but yeah, his history doesn't lend itself. Now, Act, we should save the Western Conference till Wednesday. That's what we're gonna do. We'll save the Western Conference for Wednesday. Like, thank you guys for playing along with this game. I thought it was kind of an interesting. Yeah. All well, you did was give the reason for the chat room to hate us, Act. That's all this game did. Well, <laughs> they hate us anyway. Just to give you everyone an, you know, and Russ, maybe you can help me out here because my memory isn't this good. But the the number ten pick. Uh, one of them was the kid from uh, Winnipeg. Uh, uh, yeah, Perfetti yeah. was in the last. Was that uh, 2020? Yeah. Okay, and then the the I think the Vancouver guy who's in the league now is um, was the year before. Um, uh, Pod Colson was tenth overall. In yeah, Pod Colson was tenth. Who who was tenth last year? Uh, Perfetti in 2020. I'm looking. Yeah, I won't remember. One, it was uh, Tyler Boucher. Yeah, okay. that was a bad pick. That was a He's bad a good pick. kid, but that's a bad pick. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's. I think the reason I bring that up is I think it sort of brings some. You know, Perfetti's a pretty good prospect, oh, and yeah. the Canucks uh, are happy with He's their a guy. potential top liner. Evan, yeah. Evan Evan Bouchard in twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's a heck of a pick. He's a potential oh. top pairing guy too. And Owen Tippett in twenty seventeen. Oh, took taking a while to come around. So yeah, yeah, but still not going to be no, no, no. a great player. It's that number where you know it's definitely not a given. Yeah, you know what I mean, well, it's, it's the right number, Eck. I, I, I think you you found the right. Cool. Because it makes you think. You know, I've never so. heard the percent. If I was going to give a percent, probably like fifty-eight percent. Well, sixty percent, something. Then like make that. it two more. Two more. Fifty-eight. Two more. Two more of them. Both to both by Colorado. Twenty sixteen, they took Tyson Yost. Good player, not great. Yep. Mm -hmm. 2015, they took Miko Ren. And yeah. <laughs> well, there you yeah. go. <laughs> great, great player. Yeah, but the, the 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 problem with it is the gap between Rantanen and Yost. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll tell you what the other problem is, though, and the reason why 10 is pivotal. So 
what ends up happening is when you go 10th, you end up taking somebody that you didn't think was going to be there because they dropped out of like that top five or seven. And so like Rantanen, for whatever reason, Colorado had to look at that and say, how the hell did he get here? It didn't even matter who they had on the board. They have to take him. Brad Lambert could be that guy this year, as an example. Kev, the the gap between uh, Rantanen and Tyson Yost is the is the gap between Travis Kelsey and the Buffalo Bills defensive backs last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Um, remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We'll be back tomorrow, and then Wednesday we'll do the Western Conference. We'll be back tomorrow to talk other things, of course. So enjoy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.